Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 1235 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you every Friday on Oilers Now, courtesy of our friends from the River Cree Resort and Casino. Again, they've got George Thurgood Monday night and the Destroyers over at the River Cree. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. It is Elliot Friedman from NHL hockey and rogers he is one of the uh, biggest insiders in all of hockey elliot how are you i'm good george thurgood on monday it's too bad i'm probably gonna have some games that night i love george thurgood yeah well i, I who doesn't love george thurgood yeah you know that's and we've all been in situations like george has over the years yes where we're drinking alone thinking about life that sort of thing all right uh i think i think i'm, I think I'm doing that right now are you well, well uh, ahead, yeah. the, the things people have to do to get through this interview with me i'm telling you <laughs> drinking at 2 30 eastern uh you know, you know what because I've brought up Ryan O'Reilly already, uh, yeah. because the moment they put Ryan O'Reilly with Nugent Hopkins and McDavid, suddenly that line looked a lot better, plus it allows them, and this is the problem with this, Elliot, we're talking about the World Hockey Championship, and we'll all we'll work it all out here, but it allows uh, Team Canada to have Jaden Schwartz drive his own line. I know you did a, a radio hitter and availability and talked about some potential changes in Buffalo, so I'm, I'm going to get to cut to the brass tacks here. Do you do you believe that the the rate the potential uh, feasibility that the following three players could in theory be traded? Number okay. one, Ryan O'Reilly. Number two, Rasmus Ristolainen, and number three, uh, Sam Reinhardt. I would put Ryan O'Reilly. Uh, if you're asking me on a scale of one to ten, yeah, I would say O'Reilly a six or a seven, probably maybe a seven. Really. Um, yeah, I would, because uh, I think there's going to be a lot of interest. I think the reason I put him that high is because I think teams are going to try and make that work Buffalo's while. That's why I, I it's so hard to find centers. Um, you know, you, I mean, the one thing, you heard everything that was said at the end of last season. O'Reilly talking about how he lost his love for hockey. Yes. Um, Botterill's anger about all of the way it ended this year in Buffalo. Now, it was raw, it was emotional, everybody can take a deep breath and, you know, maybe you change your mind after all the emotion goes out, but I know but I do. This, I know this, Bob, like in the NHL, what do you need? You need centers. Right. right? He's got an interesting contract that's very bonus heavy um, and, you know, I, I think that some teams can handle that and I, and I do think teams are going to call Buffalo and say, what's this going to take? And I do think there are teams that are going to say, we want to make this worth your while. So I, that's why I would give it a 6-7. I, 
I think the only reason Buffalo may change their mind is uh, Botterill comes from a team where they had Crosby and they had Malkin and then they had Benino or Broussard. And it was very much, you need centers to win, and that's one of the major reasons they won. And he's looking at Eichel and he's looking at Middlestat, and he likes the idea of have O'Reilly shielding all of them. That's the reason I could see it not happening, but I do think that the Botterill feels that they have to change their group and they have to get better, and that is one of the easiest moves he can make in terms of there will be interest and somebody will want him. So that's why I put him there. Ristolainen, I am less convinced. I, I would Same put here. Him below. Same here. I would, I would say a two or a three out of ten. Um, I, I understand why people say, oh, they got Delaney can trade Ristolainen. Sometimes I think that's too simple. I think it's hard to find good players. I think that guy is a, a good young player who's been in a bad situation, and I think they feel that you know that's the kind of guy when you trade that guy, you're immediately looking at it and saying, "Boy, we want a young D." Oh, we had one. So I, I think Buffalo will tend to be patient. Now Reinhardt, I would put as a five um, or a six, maybe. Again, I think there will be interest. He ended up with 20 goals. Um, you know, I. I I don't know how Buffalo feels about him. I, I think early in the, I, I do know that there were trade rumors about him early in the year. I heard his name out there. The word I got out of Buffalo was, you know, we don't want to do this too soon. We really want to see what we've got here, and they waited. And again, I, I think it'll come down to, do they get an offer that makes sense? And if they do, uh, I think they will consider it. But there's no question in my mind that the two guys on their team with the most value are Ristolainen and O'Reilly, and I think they're more willing to consider O'Reilly than they are Ristolainen. All right, so, Elliot, as you know, uh, the perception in Edmonton and throughout the league is the Oilers need a right-shot defenseman. Now, it's interesting. They had Jeff Petrie as well as Justin Schultz, and I would argue that Petrie for sure is a four. Okay, he played higher than that this year. Maybe he's a three if you think it's tougher to get right shot D than left shot D. Maybe you call him a three. I think Schultz is perfectly insulated in Pittsburgh, and that's been part of the reason for his success there. But the the general perception is the Oilers have to get a right shot D. I want to ask you about two guys from okay. two teams that do not have picks in the first two rounds of the draft. One yep. is Calgary and Dougie yep. Hamilton, okay, and then the other is is the Nashville Predators, who are still playing. Ryan Ellis, in the last year, next year, of a five-year deal, $2.5 million, obviously due for a significant raise because he's a very competitive player. Uh, neither yep. team has a pick in the first two rounds. Do you think yep. those are the type of teams that would potentially consider moving out either of those players? I can't see I can't see Nashville moving Ellis. I, I just don't see it. Uh, he's a Predator born and bred. Um He's happy to be there. Um, like I think, like he's one of theirs, right? Yep. Um, I think they would try to sort out the whole situation with Ellis before they would consider moving him. I, I think he's a very big part of their identity and, and who they are. And I, I, I think Nashville would exhaust every possibility about keeping him before they would consider moving him. And from everything I know about Ryan Ellis. He loves it there, and he would make it work. Look, the contract he signed last time, he he made it work, right? And he still and so like to me, 
the the surest predictor of future behavior is past behavior. And obviously, Ryan Ellis is a guy who loves it in Nashville and what's not to like. And as you and I have talked about, what's the old philosophy? Don't screw around with happy. And if you're happy, you find a way to get it done. And until I'm led to believe anything otherwise, I believe they're going to he's he's going to be there forever and ever and ever. Amen. Um, you know, Hamilton, I think, is an interesting one. I. I do agree with you that Calgary, I think, is, is going to do something. I think they're going to try to get into the first round. I think that Hamilton is a guy whose name will come up. Just like O'Reilly, there's a lot of interest. Um, guy scored, what, 16 goals last year? Yep. Um, you know, he's a really talented guy. Um, it's interesting. Like, you know, Boston traded him. Um, I, I don't know what it is. I think he's, you know, he's got, I think he's, not a typical guy, and I, I don't know if it's not nothing bad. He's just, I guess, different. And some people like that, and some people don't like that. Um, I don't know, but I, I do think there's going to be interest because he's, you know, he's a hell of a player. Yeah. And so I think it's going to come down to, you know, Calgary. You know, do they get something that makes them want to do it? I think that's what it's going to come down to. And uh, I don't know that they will. I think the price is going to be extremely high, but I think they will consider it. But you're going to. But I think Calgary. The one thing I would should say because these always turn into fiascos when they get transcribed. Is I think Calgary is going to consider just avoid anything. Okay. So and the other guy too, I think is going to be Sam Bennett. I, I oh, think that yeah. they will consider Sam Bennett. And if they get an offer that's good enough on Sam Bennett, I wouldn't be surprised if they pulled that trigger, too. Elliot, I put a tweet out last week uh, when Carolina ended up in the top three. Uh, I, we all expect movement out of Carolina, especially with an owner that's going to take on some management duties, uh, clearly. Though Rick Dudley is an exception talent evaluator, exceptional talent evaluator. Um, and I said two players, and these guys both had tough years. I mean, brutal plus minuses this year. Jeff Skinner and Justin Falk. Agree or disagree that they're, they're going to be in play? I, you know, I, I do believe Skinner is. I've heard it. I've reported that. Uh, you know, I do believe that Skinner will be out there. I think that L.A. is a team that would be very interested in Jeff Skinner, and I think that is a kind of guy who could be a great fit for the Kings. So I completely agree with you on that one. Uh, and I think, you know, Falk has been in and out of trade rumors for the last two or three years, but he's heading towards the end of his contract, and I think any time that you have a guy like that uh, who's getting towards unrestricted free agency – you hear their names out there more often, and you know one thing that uh, Carolina has is they have they have depth on D. So I'm not uh, Falk's name has kind of been in and out, so that wouldn't surprise me. But I completely agree with you on Skinner because that's a name that has been I've heard very recently, and I think that there will be a lot of interest in him. Elliot, the Edmonton Oilers have gone through a bunch of coaches. Uh, I just finished year 10 doing color. They've had seven head coaches during that uh, uh, run. Uh, yeah. One of them is, uh, for now, running Southampton, though they might be crashing out of the, the Premier League in England, and that might be it for him, and that's uh, uh, Ralph Kruger, who could potentially resurface, especially since there was an ownership change, and the Swiss woman that he knew that owned the team, uh, inherited it from her father, uh, sold it this past year uh, to Chinese investors. Um so, but I'm going to bring up two guys that I think could potentially mirror 
at least experience-wise, maybe what we're seeing with Pittsburgh and Boston. So Mike Sullivan, I don't don't know if people thought that he was capable of being an elite-level coach, Elliot. Uh, Mm -hmm. He had head coaching experience, bounced around a bit as an assistant, went down to the minors to coach Wilkes-Barre, got called up, won two straight Stanley Cups. And then, conversely, Bruce Casti, who Peter Shirelli said uh, a a week ago, they kind of he was he was in a bit of a tough situation career-wise with where he was at when Boston brought him in to be an assistant, uh, mm-hmm. and and he'd been a head coach before in Washington. So both Dallas Aikens, uh, who, who and and then after Dallas, Todd Nelson, both those guys have had NHL uh, head coaching experiences. Uh, both are on their second American Hockey League organizations, and it, it would not surprise me if by 2019 that Dallas Aikens were the head coach of the Anaheim Ducks. And if Todd Nelson was the head coach of the Detroit Red Wings, and based upon the success that we've seen with Cassidy and Sullivan, maybe there's some logic to that as well, because they know the players in their organizations that they're currently with, and you learn from struggles and going through difficult times. Well, I don't disagree with you. I think your theory is good, Bob. Um, You know, I think the thing about, I, I remember when Sullivan got fired in Boston, there were guys who told me he would never coach in the NHL again. And the same thing happened when Cassidy got fired in Washington. There were guys who told me that guy is never going to coach in the NHL again. And I think what it proves to you is that, um, you know, if people are willing to learn and willing to be honest and say, I made this mistake and this is how I'm going to fix it or learn from it or improve on it, you can be a lot better. I think it's a good lesson for life. And, you know, I agree with you on, on both guys. I, I think, you know, I know Dallas interviewed last year for the Florida job, and I, you know, I've kind of been surprised he hasn't been mentioned a little bit this year. Um, you know, I, I, think, I think Dallas is the kind of guy who will absolutely learn about what went right and what went wrong, and I do think he will be coaching in the NHL again. Uh, last year, I had heard that, and there were a lot of good sources on it, that there was a time that Jeff Blaschel was in trouble in Detroit, and Todd Nelson was a possibility to take over for him. And the one guy who really fought me on it was Ken Holland, the GM in Detroit. He was like, uh, I, I've heard all these rumors, and I'm telling you, I'm not going to do it. I really believe well, in Jeff anybody's If anybody's going to be able to know, it's going to be him, yes, right? So Exactly. And he said, and, you know, I mentioned it, and, and, and the thing that Holland said, he said, I am telling you, I am not doing it. I don't believe that this is Jeff Blaschel's fault, and I back him. And then late in the year, we were kind of wondering, especially when Holland was going through his contract situation, Blaschel has one more year left on his deal. And I saw them late in the year, and Holland said the same thing. He said, I really believe in this guy, and I think it's not all his fault. Some of it is our fault and my fault, and, and I really stand up for him. So I, I don't think the issue is whether or not people think that Todd Nelson's a good coach and can handle Detroit. I think Ken Holland has stood up for his guy, which a good boss should do. He yeah. brought him in. He should stand up for him. And uh, that's where I think that stands in Detroit. But, again, like you, like you know Todd Nelson. He's always kind of on the periphery. He's yes. always kind of there. He gets interviewed quite a bit i think people really like todd nelson um you know i i just you know i i don't have a, a great answer for you is why he's been more bridesmaid than bride so far 
Well, uh, you know, Todd's a little rough around the edges. He's not as smooth looking as Dallas, but they're both good guys in their own way. And people should know that. I mean, they, you don't get to that level without having communication and interpersonal skills. Uh, hey, uh, Bob, if, if, if people were only about looks, you and me would never be anywhere. So there, so there you go. I look like Tom Cruise 40 pounds and two chins ago, bro. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> Boy, I'll tell you, good thing Tom Cruise doesn't listen to this show. He'd be furious with that. How do you know he's not listening in some (laughs) compound right now with some people that have some very unique life experiences? Anyhow, life experiences. Uh, Let's get get her back on the rail here. Uh, Okay. Where where did I want to go next? I'll see. Hey, by the way, Brian. I threw you, eh? Yeah, you did. Brian Burke. Yeah. You know, the whole Kevin Lowell, Brian. Do you know the origin of the interview that set that whole process off? That was on. No, was the, it? Was it with you? It was my show, Total Sports. It was on a Friday afternoon, early in July, and <laughs> it was. I remember the league reached out and actually asked uh, for a copy of mm-hmm. uh, the uh, interview, and there had just been an ownership change of the Oilers. And I remember it was like, I'm not like I. I wasn't working for the club. I was working on uh, the other station at the time. I'm like, Frank, I'm not giving you the, the, the audio. That's all. And we didn't, at that time, we didn't podcast shows or anything. So yeah. I, I had to get a chuckle because I heard your podcast of Jeff Merrick, and I was thinking back to that whole situation. So that's uh, that was uh, pretty wild. Here's what, I am going to tie it back into Brian Burke. He has left Calgary. So yeah. final question for you, Elliot Friedman has to do with the Oilers coaching situation. Yeah. Um, is there anything involving the Flames that would prohibit the Calgary Flames mm-hmm. from uh, allowing the Edmonton Oilers to hire Glenn Goldson? No, I don't think so. I've looked into that because I do believe you guys are interested. Uh, and I've been told that they that there's going to be no block. That if that if he chooses Edmonton, he's going to be able to go. That's Now, that could change, but the last time I asked, which was earlier this week, I was told there will be no block. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. That's mm-hmm. that's good. Who's going to hire the next head coach? Well, I think Dallas did it today because they were worried the Rangers were going to do it. Okay. Um, I, I do believe the Rangers' interest in Jim Montgomery forced Dallas's hand. Um. You know, like, I, I I think the Rangers might might take some time. I, I think they're taking a long look at David Quinn. You know, Larry Brooks, who's really plugged in there, um, you know, said yesterday that the word was that Quinn uh, was going to go back to college. And I heard that, too. And I had heard that his preference was to stay in college. So he's but, the head at Boston University, which is a... Yes. They basically get the best players in the East uh, for NCAA yes. hockey. And, and so, but then Larry tweeted a little bit later on that, you know, he hasn't told the Rangers he's out. So there's still something going there. I think he's a guy the Rangers are taking a, a good long look at right now and deciding, you know, what they want to do. You know, I, I just want the other guy, like, you know, we all kind of know what's going on in Washington right now. And I'm wondering, you know, if someone is going to wait for Barry Trotz. Because I think he did an, a great job this year in a very difficult situation. A team, an organization that was in a lot of pain because of its playoff loss. The team wasn't as deep. And they won a very tough division. And, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in this series. You look at it last night and you say, uh-oh, the Penguins are in their heads again. But they won a really tough first-round series where they were down 2 nothing. And, you know, I just look at 
at trots. And I think this year he may have done the best coaching job of his career. Yep. And I got to think somebody is going to have interest in him uh, because, as we all know, you know, he's not really expecting to stay and the team hasn't given any indication he's going to stay. So I do wonder if somebody waits for him. I'll leave you with this. Uh, Barry Trotz is represented by Gil Scott, who in the yes. world of coaching agents is a fairly significant player. That's going to be an interesting yes, he one. Is. Elliot? Yep. Appreciate your time. Uh, now, just the thirty-one thoughts in terms of uh, the printed version or the, the yeah. right the blog version is only available at the end of each round of the playoffs, right? Yeah, I don't have the time, unfortunately, to do it weekly during the playoffs. Okay. So I do it at the end of every round. And the Jeff Merrick uh, thirty-one thoughts that you do in terms of the podcast is available on SportsSense website and also on iTunes, I guess. And uh, it's uh, it's available. We do that every week because uh, they would uh, hit me with a wooden spoon if I didn't do that every week. Did, did you break it? Because I started breaking that wooden spoon when I was in about grade four. <laughs> when I looked like Tom Cruise. See you, Elliot. Right. Take care, Stoffer. <laughs> See you later. See you later. See ya. All right. Uh, 12.55 in Edmonton. Let's uh, do this for you. Some guests on the show receive gift certificates too. Roos Chris Steakhouse follows Sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse. 9990 Jasper Avenue. Reminder, every Wednesday night's uh, date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. And uh, if you're looking for a terrific road trip, we got one next fall. Sweden and Germany. You can follow orders now with New West Travel to Europe. See two great hockey games. Experience all. The German and Sweden have to offer. Reach out to New West Travel, 780-432-7446 online, newwesttravel.com. I think we just have two spots left. So if you want to get in, you better get in. All good. 1256 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Yes, Eileen Bell. She is the uh, biggest uh, fan of Steve Young that there's ever been. The former BYU Cougar. And coming up in the second hour of the show, Al May out of Washington. When you want to fly your Oilers' colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.